Live tweet while listening to this episode of Oh So Insecure using the hashtag OSinsecure. Oh, so insecure. God, mother, fuck, damn. I don't even know. All the hella questions. This is so goddamn appropriate. Hella questions. Alright, um, last week's episode, or this past week's episode, um, hella questions. Issa tries to make sense of a cryptic encounter. Lawrence considers crucial decisions after renewing some harsh truths. Molly plots to join the office's boys-only club. Man, this, oh my god. I, I'm stressed in all the right ways. Um, first and foremost, Issa with these outfits. Yet again, whoever is doing the, the, the wardrobe for this season, drop a couple of them gems my way. Like, I give me a link, you know, send me one to, to put on and, and blast on my social media. I just, I need the sweatshirts, I need the shirts, the ha- all that, all that. Um, I mean, first, jumping right in, we get <laughs> Molly's reaction <laughs> to the fucking from last season, which <laughs> I think is so funny. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm looking forward to this season being over and then watching start to finish. So right after all that fucking, we can move right in. <laughs> Into Molly looking at her like, y'all, <laughs> y'all fucked. <laughs> it was so aggressive, but um, amazing, amazing opening scene. I uh, and I really like the bond between Issa and Molly. Like a lot of times, you of course get these girls and guys thrown together on shows. They've um, got this little friendship, got inside jokes or whatever. But for whatever reason, I don't know if Molly and Issa in real life have been friends. But I feel like this is a genuine friendship. Um, the whole inside baseball kind of um, uh, truth or dare thing that they have with saying Malibu, which is something silly that I, you know, you see all this. It's something that you have in common with your own friends, hell. So I really like that, and I like that it's not being explained. It's just this is what they're saying, and you get it from context clues. Saying Malibu means the other person can't lie, but it's just. Seeing this played out and not explained is like diving into a friendship that you just have to fill out, you know, the ins and outs on your own. Um, awesome, awesome. Then we move on to Lawrence, who was working out in Chad's garage, um, contemplating how he's going to text Issa back. One of the funniest lines, <laughs> again, Issa is not slowing down in the writer's room with these lines. She get... Um, which is kind of a, a quick little thing where Issa's telling Molly that, hey, you know, I text uh, Lawrence and he hasn't texted me back. Maybe he's getting his feelings together, blah, whatever. And Molly said, <laughs> after looking over the text, she was like, <laughs> you text him this during rush hour? You know Lawrence is a safe driver. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just corny, but that was funny as shit. Even rewatching the episode, I hollered. Just seeing Molly's face, like, <laughs> again, one of those, like, peek behind the curtains where even though we have yet to see Lawrence behind the wheel of a car just this idea that he's this stand-up guy who took forever to get an app off the ground and now he's working doing his own thing and he is just like the safest of all safe drivers I just I don't know that was that was a cute moment for me I really enjoyed it um 
Lawrence is figuring out, should I or should I not text her? Let me stop and say right here, I am still Team Lawrence. Lawrence Hive all day long. Like, no matter what. Uh, talking to you, John. I know. <laughs> if you check out the John Effect podcast, this man does not have love for Lawrence. This man does not have love for Tasha. I, however, am Team Lawrence and Team Bank Bay, Team Tasha. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, so, in short... Uh, oh, next thing we get at Tiffany's art show, and I like this scene. One, the again wardrobe, fantastic music on point, cinematography great, makeup, faces amazing. This, I love Kelly. Every time she's on screen, I'm just I'm I'm glued to her. No matter who else is on scene, I just want to know what she's about to say. Something crazy, even if the joke doesn't land for me. Still watching her loud boisterous beautiful animated ass on screen does it for me every single time if we can get a little bit more kelly i want to see kelly on the bouch with uh with the uh uh, uh baby talker from <laughs> awkward black girl i want to see her um but no this is where a lot of the stuff unfolds a lot of the plot you know goes forward where we find out through discussion that you know Issa is Hopeful that her and uh, Lawrence will get back together. You know, they had sex. And Molly, dumbass, <laughs> Issa tells them, Oh, well, you know, Lawrence stopped by and we talked. And her response is, Y'all talk? Oh, what y'all talk about? <laughs> Knowing good and damn well all they did was have sex. Um, this is also a point where I I like Tiffany. Um, I like Derek. But I prefer Tiffany and Derek over Tiffany on her own. She isn't in... <sighs> I like her and she fits with the story, but she isn't my favorite. If I'm going to rank all the members of the cast, she isn't even in my top ten. Um, but her and Derek together, I thoroughly do enjoy. I like this uh, this uh, bougie couple that you have who, um, who in that... Through no fault of their own, this is just they like certain things. They've come to acquire certain things and they have this brand this air this image about them that just speaks to naturally who they are but i like that her in contrast to everyone else i say all that to say um we get some glimpses and i don't know if this will be um touched on throughout the rest of the season or what but tiffany and Derek having marital problems and that's something that because we've established them as this kind of gold standard of a couple at least in this circle of friends all through the first season and in the first episode of this one that yes even though they are this quote-unquote happy couple they still have their issues and we know because tiffany isn't good at lying that it was relatively recent that they've had their issues where i'm assuming through like listening to the scene over and over maybe Derek cheated and she kicked him out and he stayed in the hotel for six months like that's what I gather from that. If you've got anything else, tweet me, um, OS Insecure, uh, hit me up, Carefree Blurred, and let me know what you think. But I really like this idea that we're, it gives them another dimension to me, another level, another reason to, even if you didn't like them at first, to see how important they are. And it's important to get these images that aren't just one way. Because I love Issa. I, I um, identify with her because I'm clumsy, because I'm nerdy, because like a lot of the things that she's going through or went through, being an awkward black nerd, awkward black girl, the web series, and even Insecure, and even when I've seen her on other people's um, web channels throughout um, the YouTube cybersphere or whatever, 
I can identify with her immediately. Um, but I also identify with aspects of Kelly, you know, being goofy, being funny, being that funny friend who people want to be around because you are exciting and funny. Then I don't smoke, but hell, I drink, you know, occasionally. And I remember <laughs> back in college drinking a lot. So that identifying with Molly and her, like, so all the, all that being said, I really like what's going on with Tiffany and Derek now and I'm hoping that this storyline is developed a little more or at least touched on somewhat because hell even the perfect and the happiest of, of families sometimes aren't and that's just the truth of the matter so good kudos to them for that but uh <laughs> this is also the scene where Kelly breaks down or um kind of exposes Lawrence for having dated another girl and that I don't know that whole scene like again if you're not watching Insecure please please tune in get the HBO Go app sign up for HBO go to a friend's house uh, you know something you need to see this this is worth seeing um, so we get that and we get this cyber stalking going right and wrong at the same time and it's like Issa's trying to be above it all like this ain't that girl fault she ain't got nothing to do with me and this is where I see a lot of people who don't like Tasha um it seems that she's just the anti-Issa I said this on Twitter um on Sunday while watching the show that I feel like a lot of the um I don't know anger or upset or whatever against Tasha is unwarranted because she's innocent <laughs> like and I use the term that she's the victim in all this and I didn't um I said that and that's probably wasn't the best choice of wording but I feel like she is the most innocent in all of this and it's because she met a guy he came into the bank um they saw each other often she was attracted to him he was attracted to her they bumped into each other out in public she motivated him um not to say that Issa did anything wrong and not just like this is all independent of their relationship once it ended hell him and her went right at it now regardless to if you feel like she slept with him too quickly or whatever she still is under the impression that this is something we're doing we may not have a label or a title on it but this is something we're doing and I don't know, I don't know. If you hate Tasha, if you don't like her, tweet me and let me know why. But I, I'm i Team Tasha. I don't care. There's nothing. I mean, something can happen throughout the rest of the season. But up until this point, Tasha, who I found <laughs> on Instagram, Dominique Perry, uh, please, 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 everyone, go and, go and like and, and, and share and talk to her because I feel like she's getting the short end of the stick here. Tasha Thomas ain't did shit to nobody. All she did was she was just a girl who was standing there in love with a man and a man who has so much fucking baggage that it collapsed on top of her god damn it I just, <laughs> I just really like Tasha and I feel like she's getting unfairly um, chastised online <laughs> so um no so yeah so it comes out that Lawrence was you know dating some other girl uh, Tiffany and Kelly talk about it Molly immediately pulls her up online um, he's just like no nah, you know I ain't about to go in look up that girl about whatever that's her business it's me and Lawrence who have uh, business with each other man Issa going to that bathroom and start rapping to herself another thing that I quickly forget about but I'm always looking forward to every single episode is what kind of rapping is Issa going to do now give me some kind of freestyle I don't know that anything tops broken pussy cause nobody wants you cause you got a broken pussy broken <laughs> 
But I love seeing her in her little awkward ass element. I don't know. It's just amazing. So, um, <clears throat> Molly walks in the bathroom while this girl rapping, and another line pull that bitch up. Like, what are you, like, Issa, seriously, what are you, do- <laughs> what are you doing to yourself? Be it his girlfriend or just a girl he's fucking or whatever. Why? <laughs> Why? It's everybody out there. Do not, do not look up your, your ex's lovers or whatever. <laughs> you're not, especially if you're not emotionally ready to deal with all that, which I don't think Issa was because was, she was caught off guard. Um, <laughs> so Issa gets sexy, dialed up, go over to Chad House looking for Lawrence. And in an alternate reality, I would have loved to see what would go on between Issa and Chad. Like, why, what, what, what could come, give an Earth 2 or <laughs> alternate timeline, what happens with if Issa ended up with this motherfucker? You know, who is successful in his own right i don't think his backstory has been developed as much but i'd imagine that his level of income and his status now is something that's been consistent at least for the last six seven years so where the five years that she spent with lawrence and the two with him being on her couch what would have happened with Issa and him like i don't this high yellow butter color nigga <laughs> and beautiful brown skin Issa like I'd love to see what what would go on for them I don't know maybe just because they're just two attractive people but um oh so again going down to these moments in this damn show where Issa is at the front door of obviously waiting for Lawrence hoping that he's here having this conversation with this fool and Chad says, uh, <laughs> you still work with them kids? She said, yeah, I am. He says, well, uh, keep it up. Because once they repeal that Obamacare, them kids going to need you. <laughs> and Issa's like, that's not really what I do. And it's one of them quick, soft lines, like with um, last episode, <laughs> where homeboy come in and talk about, <laughs> who's your homegirl? That's you? Like, he's like, well, you know I'm not gay. Like, I don't, I don't know. While I'm sitting here recapping it, it's like, I I'm laughing to myself, but please, 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 if you haven't seen it, go back and watch this doggone episode. But um, then, if as if I'm not already in tears laughing, we get the scene <laughs> transitions to the next scene, but it does it with who else but Nini, the uh, the underground parody that's playing in the background of the uh, of uh, Insecure, and I I just I love it. Like this, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Okay, um, but then that moves us to uh, Tasha's house where she's sitting up with Lawrence and uh, her ass yelling at the screen, ooh, that little boy. <laughs> whatever, talking about Nene. So Lawrence and Tasha sitting up, Tasha's like, look, you know, blah, whatever, get a text from her mama. And it's, I don't know, <clears throat> I'm identifying with so much in this show. Like, just having <laughs> your mom... I don't know, want to do something, but then overdo it. She's like, yeah, mom, don't nobody give a damn if you, you didn't made the crust. Buy it, you know, from the store. And it was the same thing with my mom. If it was going to a baby shop, well, I got to get the, can't just get the 12-pack of diapers. I got to get the big 48 box or something. It's like, you ain't got to do that. If it's a birthday party, well, can't just get him a car. I got to get a car with a bag and some uh, paper and this and that. I'm like, oh. So it, even in that one line, like, I don't know, it, was pleasing to me because listening to Tasha it just it it took me back to so many memories of me and my own mother but 
yeah, so um, so she invites Lawrence, you know, to the little cookout, to the barbecue, and it's so this scene feels so real, cause as you can see, <clears throat> this like tension in the room that's not even it's so familiar in the sense that not everyone has been there, but it's a easily recognizable. I don't know oh, how am I saying? Well, Tasha, this hopeful girl who's been kind of sort of quote-unquote dating this guy you want to say just hooking up whatever the case may be she's spending time with the guy who she's interested in who she assumes is interested in her and she's the one making the moves to take the next step and it's i like that i like the fact that it's not lawrence because it's not falling on a male like she's not her attraction to him is something she has but she's not waiting around like oh i can only do x y and z if he takes charge and does this that it's like it's giving you or at least me a different dynamic where this woman is doing what she wants she sees a man they're together halfway sort of whatever and to make these necessary steps to move forward she's doing it and it doesn't she doesn't come off like she's desperate for a relationship to me she comes off as a girl who is interacting with a guy consistently and she likes him so let me it's not even like an impatient like well if he ain't gonna get it together i gotta do it it's just like well shit hell this opportunity has come up it'd be nice would you like to join me because i mean hell you're going to a cookout with your family what why wouldn't you want your semi-partner whatever you got going on to you know be there to represent because clearly this is an attractive guy she's an attractive girl come on but um she egg on her face and her face cracked it on the ground because this motherfucker confesses to sleeping with Issa. Now, Team Lawrence all day, Lawrence Hive, but sir, uh, nigga. He confesses to her, you know, they had a little conversation. She's like, well, what does that mean? Like, are y'all back together? He's like, no, you know, I don't know what this means, but we're not back together. It's over, blah, whatever. And Tasha's like, look, um, I, I think it'd be better if you leave. And my issue with Lawrence is that although Issa cheated and they were in this five year relationship Issa cheated and it came out and again this is the, not going to sound like I'm on her team but she cheated and the cheating came out and then you know he brought it up Lawrence and she had to confess because it was, there was no running away from it Lawrence even though the situations are different essentially stepped out on whatever him and Tasha had going on. Now, we could say there's no labels on it and they don't go together and they ain't in a relationship, yes, but you're also fucking me, aka Tasha, and you fucking this other girl. Now, she has a right to feel some type of way. It might be unwarranted because y'all are in a relationship, but how are you confessing this to her and she's supposed to just, you know, automatically forgive you? And that's not the sense I got. I didn't get the sense that he felt like, oh, you... you you we ain't together so you should already uh forgive me that's not the sense i got but i was like well shit that's kind of odd and it took me back to um <laughs> sex in the city don't ask me which movie it was like the numbering but it was when um homegirl miranda i think with the red hair her husband cheated on her and then some old blah blah stuff and then it came out that she lied to Mr. Big about Carrie and this other but that's where it took me to so anyone who watched Sex in the City and knows what I'm talking about tweet me like you you get what I'm saying we here you can't see I'm doing the finger eye motion but um 
I don't know. I'm still Team Lawrence because I again they they weren't in a relationship, and as wrong as I think he is, he's not wrong, you know. So and like she said towards the end, she was like, "Look, you know, it was an ex. It happened. We ain't official. Nothing. Blah blah whatever." But in that moment, it's like, damn, that's kind of a slap in the face when that's not something you were expecting. I thought we was doing one thing, and that comes down to communication. Period. Um, moving from that, we get to. <sighs> Issa again she got the the Frank Ocean uh uh phone case I'm like I don't know this girl I love this goddamn show but we get Issa looking at Tasha's Instagram while she's brushing her teeth and it's like damn again you're doing this to yourself you don't need to do this please do not (laughs) do this Issa but I can see myself walking down the same path hell I've been in my early 20s and dealing with an ex and a recent breakup and whatever so it, it's all familiar to me but it's just one of them things where you're yelling at the screen like don't do this you're better than this um <clears throat> excuse me so um oh just getting to molly now i fucking love molly again like i said on twitter molly walking into this motherfucking office about the annalise keating the hell out of all these motherfuckers in here <clears throat> Episode 1, Molly has figured out that she's making less than her white counterpart who's not doing as much as her. Going back to the what? You have to work twice as hard to get half as much recognition and blah, blah, whatever. I'm I'm all for Molly. What she does is she takes initiative. She's like, okay, you motherfuckers want to make things look deals while you in your little comfortable ass out of office environment. She goes to a hockey game smoothes it up with everybody. It's charming as hell, looking beautiful working her fucking intellect and her you know her charm her humor find out the next day that don't mean shit because this motherfucker ain't paying no no types of attention to her she throw a little joke from the night before he catch it and throw it on the ground and keep on walking off now it's a sad reality and it's one that i don't face because i'm not a woman i'm not a black woman i'm i'm just existing my life as a black male cisgender black male so a lot of this stuff i don't know if it's you know, black and white, this is how it is. I don't know if it's some of it is exaggerated or dramatized for the show. I don't live that life. But just seeing that this is something that's going on is frustrating for me because I'm letting like she's fucking qualified. Why why what what is the what's the issue? And this is just me not even being in that space personally. And it's like, damn, what else is going on that I'm oblivious to or that this show is going to uncover <clears throat> much like the first couple scenes when Molly is with the therapist and we talk about um this magical thinking and like Issa thank you for giving me this free therapy lesson <laughs> because all these shoulda coulda wouldas that Molly was talking about that was addressed by the therapist is like get the hell out of my head so next episode I'm gonna lay down on my couch um whenever Molly shows up with the therapist and um just close my eyes and just listen to the scene because apparently I'm getting this free therapy session um <laughs> but Molly takes an initiative while she's talking to what's homegirl name uh she talked to Renee now the scene with Molly and Renee before going to the hockey game was everything I that just that looked so familiar to me that was some aunties and cousins that was a co-worker and a, and a um classmate that was two homegirls who just you know walked in out the front of the club that was that, that was some of everything that was very entertaining but um molly and hannah the woman who left for chicago in the last episode she's like look um i i love working with you i would like to be tutored a little more or mentored or whatever the wording she used 
And Hannah's like, you know what? I could use some help here in Chicago. So I'm hoping that we get Molly in Chicago doing her thing, possibly dating. And I only bring up dating now because she's a woman and needs a man. But just because she wasn't having luck with that before and maybe a new environment plus the therapy she's been getting, maybe that changes the way she handles certain things. Or if we just see her working with Hannah, that'd be great too. Like I'm, I'm just interested in seeing where Molly's story is going to go because even though Insecure is about Issa and we're going forward and we're doing great things with her I just like that we're branching off and delving a little bit more into the lives of others and I like that it's Molly and it's more than just a relationship issue it's her at work and I I don't know I just um I love this show yo <laughs> um so if you didn't know now you know <laughs> um where are we at now oh so Issa dealing with the idea that Lawrence is moved on <clears throat> has moved on and figuring out that Tasha works at the bank that's next to the Best Buy that Lawrence used to work at and like putting this whole thing together like that was a gut-wrenching series of events for me because it's like man who hasn't been there where you've uncovered something be it a relationship thing be it a uh, thing at work be it something at school just having sitting there and putting all the pieces together and then it's it, the end result isn't something that's favorable for you oh my god it was so so hard to see that but it was good saying molly be that friend and like i said i need me a molly i need me a molly that's gonna step out there and do what needs to be done as a friend at all costs and heard the scene with her and lawrence again was a very familiar scene it's these two people who are connected through this one person or well, i I can't quite remember if Molly and Lawrence were friends as well with Issa or if they were friends through Issa. I'm not sure. But either way, Issa and Molly are best friends. But to see this awkward situation, and it's like, man, again, who hasn't been there? Be it with two friends that fell out or be it with a relationship that didn't work or something. I just really enjoy seeing them. And this scene, plus Lawrence taking his broke ass, well, taking his behind to his um, potential new house and seeing him next to these characters, I didn't realize how tall he is. Now, either he's tall as hell or I think Molly just looks tall. This really is irrelevant, but it just seems like he's towering over all these people. When he's with Tasha, I see it, but it doesn't register because she's a short girl. But seeing him next to Molly in heels and then homeboy with a suit on he just seems like he's like seven feet tall anybody else get that okay anyways um so then we also get lawrence looking at places and we get a hunger what is her name um ebony ebony's the name of the realtor on the show but she's the sick girl uh who worked in the office with Issa on awkward black girl so we get you know, I was thoroughly excited. I saw her. I'm, I'm clapping my hands and got a piece of tissue in my hand, sneezing it. <laughs> Anybody who remember the awkward black girl days, we know uh, the the sick baby girl who uh, coughing everywhere and shit. So it was good seeing her, and I'm hoping that we see a little bit more of her too. I just like this idea that Issa's doing the um, Spike Lee and uh, Adam Sandler thing, where you you got these wrote this cast of characters who's kind of core maybe five seventeen or so that you're just taking with you to every project you're in i like that like as someone who moved away during the time that awkward black girl was coming out and i 
wasn't surrounded by anyone all I did was work and sleep and school and to kind of have grown which is just like listening to a podcast or watching a show like when you're doing it every week you know consistently and this is so familiar to you like it's like I watch these people grow I watch this awkward black girl birth into insecure and I love the end result and I'm looking forward to everything going forward so um we get down to the infamous final scene where Lawrence and Tasha is talking Tasha come outside and drive her like what you're like you know I went and got my shit got me a new place me and her is over and Tasha's like mm, yeah okay well it's cool we won the fish or whatever I got some stuff cooking on the stove so I gotta get back in there then we get this dramatic 90s walk away, this sad, jagged edge ass walk that Lawrence is doing. And she says, hey, are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> and this fool turned around. Yeah, I think he said I could eat or whatever. Um, but that was a beautiful moment for me. Cause like, shit, two favorites of mine. I'm I'm team Tasha all day long. That's probably my favorite kick. Well, this week's favorite character is Molly, but... Tasha is a very close... Fuck it, it's Molly and Tasha. My favorites for this week are Molly and Tasha. But I'm Team Tasha. I don't think she's done anything wrong. I feel like she's being judged harshly. I feel like she's just living her life. She's a girl, working, doing her thing. Met a guy, naturally, wasn't online. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Wasn't at a bar. Not that there's anything wrong with that. She just met a guy. They hit it off. And his baggage is what... Is creeping into her life because we ain't getting no Tasha baggage. We ain't getting no ex she used to deal with. We ain't getting no baby daddy. We ain't getting no um, stalker. We ain't getting none of that. Tasha is just a regular girl. Now, I say that with the caveat that this is what we know up until now. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the third episode where they're at the barbecue with her family. So it could change. But as of now, I'm, I'm Team Tasha. Final scene we get uh, Issa is on Jacked again talking to these boys having what seems to be pretty normal conversation but now that she knows the shit is over there's no going back with Lawrence she texts the guy trying to fuck (laughs) and that was that like this these last like 15 minutes of this show (laughs) took me on a whole goddamn roller coaster I was all for it so again my favorite character of this episode is Molly and it's Tasha equally I love Molly taking charge doing what she had to do once that shit didn't work she altered her plan and did something else because like the therapist said what happens when you're living your life and you got all this this shit in order and what if stuff doesn't work out how you want it to will you be able to change like what will you do then and that's what she did she didn't work out with what she was doing so she changed the direction and I'm so happy so happy about that i'm so excited at what's going to come from molly from here on out um equally with tasha tasha's dealing with somebody who has his own set of issues who have who's been dating or who's in their late 20s early 30s 40s or whatever and dating and not having to deal with another person's baggage it could be small it could be a ziploc bag or it could be a garbage bag full of mess but something's going to come when you're dating that's just how that's just the nature of things and i feel like with Lawrence confessing to her and with Lawrence kind of severing his ties with Issa, it's a way to start anew. Now it's like, okay, we went through the whole hooking up phase or whatever. What are we doing now? Are we still just 
good friends who spend time with each other intimately at times or are we in a relationship like I feel like this is a clean slate wipe for everybody so I'd like to see what happens with Lawrence and Tasha I'd like to see what happens with Easter like I'm that's I'm I'm all in it um, and it goes without saying that I'm Team East. I, it's, it might seem conflicting to be Team East and Team Lawrence, but I don't care. I am. Um, what else? Oh, favorite scene. My favorite scene, I don't really know. Probably, and this is it's Molly talking to Hannah on Skype. Like, I, um, I really thoroughly enjoy seeing them talk and interact and see Molly take her therapist's advice and say look fuck it I'm I'm going to do something different so I, I don't know that was the most satisfying scene for me um oh I didn't even touch on Mr. Gaines good lord Mr. Gaines the the uh bigoted ass principal who says oh I'm gonna build this wall there's too many Mexicans here at this school and whatever it's that's the gist of every scene he was in mind you and uh Frida's uh, conflicted with her feelings like you know I know the oppressor the oppressed can't be the oppressor but what do we do about this and I'm kind of torn too about what happens next with Issa and him because I get Issa's like look my job is on the line I need to get this done and I will admit that his first comment about building a wall I took it in jest because I thought it was him mocking 45 I thought that's what it was but once I saw I don't know so boo to me for that but I really thought it was a throwaway line being funny but as his appearances progressed I was like hold up something's wrong with this man what the what the hell is going on but Frida brought up the idea that if this man was white would we be able to brush over his comments like that and I'm not capable for any um any white person at all but I just like that they're having this conversation I like that Frida feels genuine she feels like a genuine like a she feels like a real character and I would, I'd like to see what happens going forward and if he's just like look bitch that's fine but this is my job and this is my life on the line so that's that um so I don't know y'all that's it hit me in the comments share like retweet repost um let me know who your favorite character is who's your favorite scene uh put that in the soundcloud comments um tweet me carefree blurred use the hashtag os insecure just let me know talk to me let, let me know what's going on um and shit until next sunday stay carefree stay insecure and uh shit stay out of them damn dating chat room i don't know all right y'all <laughs>